The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Money Answer Show with host Jordan Goodman. Whether you are starting out, deep into your retirement, or somewhere in between, the Money Answer Show has the know-how to help you. Now here's your host, Jordan Goodman. Welcome to the Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. And my guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who is the Chief Executive Officer of Pensco Trust. Welcome to the show, Tom. Well, thank you, Jordan. I, I just have to point out that uh, I am now uh, semi-retired, and I'm vice chairman and still founder of Pensco Trust, and okay. actually involved, but uh, I'm no longer CEO. All right, no problem. You'll be vice chairman then. Yeah. Exactly. Um, let's just kind of talk a little bit about uh, uh, Pensco, what they do, um, and uh, kind of how, why you formed that company a while ago. Sure, absolutely. Uh, we're we're a specialist bank and trust that custodies alternative assets, primarily in retirement accounts, um, and particularly self-directed IRAs. So people who would like to go beyond uh, the, the traditional investments like CDs, stocks, bonds, and mutual funds can do so with companies like Pensco. There are about 20 of us in the United States. Uh, we've been around for 20 years, and uh, I would say that uh, most of our uh, investments are either in the private equity arena or in real estate. All right, so let's talk about uh, the, the whole area of, of retirement savings. Uh, most people think that uh, what they can pretty much invest in is uh, stocks, bonds, mutual funds, kind of traditional uh, investments. What, what is wrong with that approach? Why should people not be limited to those traditional investments? Well, they're all associated with a single market, and uh, as a result of that, you can get systemic risk, uh, which we've seen uh, just uh, last week with a thousand-point drop in the Dow. Uh, you're holding a stock that could be un- totally unrelated to what's going on in the market, but if the market goes down, the value of your holding uh, will go with it. Uh, secondly, uh, though that it's you know professed that traditional investments are are safer than non-traditional investments. Uh, I personally uh, am still suffering from the loss of buying AIG uh, early September 2008 at $2.59, only to have it go the next day to $0.17. Cents. Uh, actually, not the next day, but over the next few days. So the price you pay for a stock doesn't necessarily uh, have any correlation with the actual value of the company that you're buying the stock from. So there's a lot of risk in the market, and we all know that from the experience of the last couple of years, and there are ways to address that risk by getting into assets in other classes that don't correlate with the stock market. So, for example, besides domestic real estate, uh, you have foreign real estate, foreign equity, you have precious metals, obviously gold is uh, doing quite well now, Um, you have uh, commodities, there's just an unlimited array of different kinds of property that you can obtain including farm property. Um, and these different asset classes um, were once defined uh, by um, uh, Harry Markowitz as uh, indicative of what you can do to protect your retirement account and also to maximize the gain in a retirement account. 
And he basically uh, made a case that there was 21 different uh, non-correlated asset classes, and if you were to mix all those into your portfolio, you'd be virtually uh, assured of not only not losing money, but to make money in your portfolio. Now, you know, some would say traditional banks and brokers would say that, you know, you can diversify in the stock market by getting, you know, small cap, large cap, uh, different industries, uh, kinds of stocks, but that, does, that still doesn't protect against the systemic risk of a large drop in the market. Um, and, and besides that, um, you know, it's never good to have all your eggs in one basket, basket, whether it's in the stock market or, for that matter, real estate. You want to, you want to have a mixture of different asset classes. In fact, one of the most um, mo- most uh, risk-free asset classes is cash because let's assume you lost 40% in your stock portfolio. If you had 50% of your portfolio during that downturn in cash, you would have lost only 20% because cash generally just you know, doesn't lose value and it doesn't increase uh, except for modest interest. So, so tell us a little bit about the, the rules that the IRS has about what you can and cannot put uh, into a IRA or 401k or retirement vehicle. What is and what is not allowed? Well, there are two. You know, the two different issues. First is the type of assets that are allowed or not allowed, and the way the law works, which is you can find uh, at the IRS.gov site under Publication 590, is they only list those uh, items that you cannot invest in, and therefore anything beyond those you can invest in. And the items include life insurance on your own life as the IRA owner, collectibles or anything that, uh, including like uh, stamps, coins, antique artwork, or antiques and artwork, uh, or something like, uh, you know, a 1956 Corvette convertible or anything that the U.S. Treasury Department might deem to be a collectible. Those are off the table, as is the stock of a subchapter S company. For reasons I don't know, but you can't you can't buy that uh, with your IRA because the S corporation will lose its status as an S corporation. So those are the three things you cannot buy in terms of an asset class, and therefore you can buy, for example, um, underwater real estate off the coast of Miami that somebody bought because they're building a replica of the city of Atlantis there for tours. Uh, you can buy the fishing rights in the state of Alaska uh, and lease them out to other fishermen that can't afford those rights. Um, you know, can you, you buy, buy physical gold? What's that? Physical gold? Oh, absolutely, yes. You can buy gold. Um, in our case, we buy that through uh, other brokers that you know facilitate the uh, movement and shipping and holding of that. We don't hold it directly, but you can buy gold. So basically, there's, most things are available. A lot of people may not be aware that there are a lot of different possibilities of what's available to hold. Inside yeah, there's just an unlimited, you know, array. Um, and we could talk for hours on things that we've seen over the years. Now, the other aspect, though, beyond what you can or cannot buy from an asset type standpoint is, is the transactions that you can engage in. And particularly, you can't engage in a transaction that involves a disqualified person, uh, as they define it in the law, and that person would be yourself, your spouse, your ascendants, descendants, and the spouses of your descendants. So, for example, you, you can't uh, buy, you know, your father's farm. He wants to retire and needs the cash, and you want to hold on to the farm and the family. You couldn't use your IRA funds to buy it from your father. That would be a prohibited transaction. So 
you have both the asset class issues, of which there's only three, again, categories of investments you can invest in. And then you have the transactions that you can engage in. Another thing These, about... Because they're not so-called not arm's-length transactions, is that the reason? Yeah, it's self-dealing. Basically, the, you know, when they defined or created uh, the IRAs back in 1974, the intent was to put away funds for your retirement, not to allow you to tap them during retirement. And if you start to make use of those funds for your own benefit, um, which violates what's called the exclusive benefit rule, which, which, is, which is to mean that sole benefit of an IRA transaction is to benefit the IRA and ultimately you when you take the money out, but not to help you, you know, let's say acquire a piece of property and, and live in it. Uh, you can buy property, like a rental property, and hold it in the IRA, but it has to be purchased from a third party, somebody you're not related to, and it cannot be used by somebody that you're related to, including yourself. So that, that is a, is that the only kind of prohibited transaction is related parties? Well, there are, no, there are more subtle things where if you, uh, they're all re relatively uh, similar, but the degree to which, the, you know, somebody might perceive to be self-dealing uh, might be misunderstood. So, for example, if you're uh, a realtor and you happen to have an IRA and you, um uh, see a good deal if you use your office facilities and, and your company to do the paperwork, for example, uh, and or take a commission in the deal, whether you get it directly paid by the IRA or by a, another broker in the deal, that would be uh, that would be a prohibited transaction as well because you're you're receiving a personal benefit as a byproduct of the IRA's transaction. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break, and we're, we're talking about all kinds of alternatives that people can put inside IRAs as a way to diversify their portfolio and do better for themselves in the long run. My guest this hour is uh, Tom Anderson, who is the vice chairman and founder of Pensco Trust, based in San Francisco, and we'll be back after this. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Are you ready to go green? You've asked and we've heard you. Voice America presents the Green Talk Network. Environmental topics are at the forefront of our society, and the Green Talk Network is here to keep you up to date on the latest trends and new innovations for the eco-conscious lifestyle. We'll help promote a variety of ideas on the environment, from global warming issues to how you can become more eco-friendly in your daily activities. Be a part of the solution, not the problem. Visit the Green Talk Network page on voiceamerica.com and tune in to help spread the green. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in 
in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa provides homeowners and investors eager to invest well in real estate the knowledge, resources, and tools necessary to generate significant wealth. Our focus will be the paradigm. Live where you want. Invest where it makes the most sense. Listen live to the brightest minds in real estate investment every Wednesday morning at 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. That's Income Property Investment Talk with Peter Mosca and Dean Issa, where America learns to invest. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who is vice chairman and founder of Pensco Trusts. Uh, which is a company that helps people invest their IRAs in alternative ways. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you very much, Jordan. Let's go to uh, some of the specific alternatives that are out there uh, and kind of say how this might work and what the advantage would be of being uh, of investing in some of these things inside uh, an IRA that you would be able to do. Uh, the sure. first one would be uh, private lending, or, or where you're making uh, loans. It could be mortgage loans, direct loans. Uh, how does that work, and what's the advantage of doing that in an IRA? Well, it, uh, right now it's a great opportunity because the banks aren't lending. Uh, they're just uh, there's just no credit out there for people unless they've got an 800 credit score and uh, a tremendous balance sheet. So IRAs are a source of funding for people looking for money. Let's say somebody has uh, got a very good uh, equity position in their home. They lose their job. They need some short-term uh, financing. Uh, you've got good equity in the house, you, you, you give them a loan secured to the property, uh, and you help them out, and you help yourself out, get a rate of maybe 12 to 14%, depending on the state, because there are usury rules. But, um, you know, there are good options there. When you're, when you're talking about getting 10 basis points on cash, you can get a secured investment and uh, not only help yourself, but help somebody else. And a lot of people are also taking advantage of uh, this market of different, real estate by funding rehabbers uh, to allow them to either acquire property uh, and to finance the rehabbing or just to finance the rehabbing and then to split uh, not only get interest on their loan but to split some of the profit uh, thereafter. So it's kind of a shared equity situation. Yeah, exactly. And these are typically short-term deals where they're like, uh, you know, for three months at the most. So they, they get paid off pretty quickly. Can you do so-called peer-to-peer lending inside your IRA? Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, that's not something we see a lot of as a custodian because generally that's at a very small denomination, you know, a couple thousand dollars. Uh, and um, that's not, you know, there's a lot of volume in, associated with that. and Typically our clients don't get involved in that, but it's certainly legal, absolutely, as long as you're not l- lending to, again, a, any direct relative. Can't be related parties, as you say. Yes, that's right. You can have unsecured loans to anybody as long as they're not related to you. And then, how about uh, precious metals? Um, gold has been soaring lately, uh, as has silver and platinum, and so on. Sure. Uh, well, that, you know, what generally, the as the market, buying that in an IRA. Sure. As, as as the market goes down or currencies go down, you know, gold goes up, and it's an inverse relationship when the opposite occurs. But 
right now it's a heyday for, for gold, and you can you, there are a number of brokers online that uh, people can use uh, have their IRA invest with that will acquire the, the gold and hold it in a depository, uh, so you don't have to physically hold it yourself and safe and worry about its safety. So yes, you can do that, and um, there are uh, there are limits as to what kind of gold you can buy, and it has to be 94 percent pure if it's not a gold eagle or gold bullion. And so that there's not every you can't buy just any kind of uh, a coin. What, what is the advantage of holding it inside a Pensco as a custodian as opposed to you know just any other brokerage firm? Well, uh, most brokerage firms won't won't deal with the kind of assets that we uh, deal with uh, predominantly because the cost of maintaining and acquiring uh, these assets is higher than the cost of them, of them selling stocks or bonds because most of that whole mechanism is electronic and there's very little marginal cost for them to buy or sell a stock, whereas acquiring a physical asset like a piece of real estate or even private equity, for that matter, can take uh, you know several weeks to consummate, and there's a lot of back and forth between the various players, whether it be the real estate brokers or the title companies in the case of real estate, uh, or in the case of private equity, the lawyers and the asset sponsors. and you know, getting all the documentation together, et cetera. So they just make a lot more money when they deal with uh, the traditional investments. And um, they're also concerned because their regulators, particularly the uh, FINRA organization as well as the SEC, particularly post-Madoff, are a little gun-shy of any kind of an alternative asset, and they, they tend to discourage that uh, amongst their membership, uh, and therefore uh, broker-dealers are typically adverse to venturing into alternative space. So you could have an account with a regular brokerage firm and still have an account with Pensco and they could be linked to some extent, but you are the custodian for these alternative assets. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, um, we, we, have count, we have accounts with uh, probably over 100 different broker-dealers on behalf of our clients because our clients want to deal with one consolidated custodian for their record-keeping and reporting to the government and uh, for viewing their total holdings on a consolidated basis, yet they want the freedom to be able to, to uh, include traditional assets along with alternative assets and then to quickly switch between them uh, as their needs, you know, change. Okay, the, another area is uh, natural resources. Uh, now, this is buying uh, timber or, uh, as you say, fishing rights. What are some of the ways people can buy natural resources through their IRA? Well, it's it's like uh, you know all self-directed investments. Uh, basically, you know you're not going to be having a an advisor that you pay a fee to, to go out and you know roll these under your nose to you know to make an investment. You have to sort of find these on your own or to work with uh, particular brokers that sponsor these these kinds of investments. Just as you would if you're looking for a piece of real estate. And uh, you know if you happen to be like one of our uh, holders. Uh, who made a living in the cattle business, um, and you find that you're not satisfied with the returns on the stock market, you can use that expertise uh, to apply to that knowledge to your own retirement account. So in our case, or in this case, our client uh, invested in 40 head of cattle because he knew you know, that they would uh, multiply, and then after five years they'd have a large herd, and they could sell for a handsome profit. And he, he knew the, the numbers from that 
process because he'd been doing it his entire career. So he had a predictable investment, and that, that's essentially what what was the case with the woman who bought the fishing rights. She was a fisherwoman and told me on the phone she never even you know she never even owned a computer. She's on a fishing boat ten hours a day, and she understands that business and how to make money at it. And she wanted to apply that to a retirement account. So we see a lot of cases where people apply what they know, their specialty, uh, their particular knowledge during the day, and take that home at night and apply it to their retirement account. What are some other natural resources? I would think of mining rights, for example. Is that or, or oil leases on your land, or things like that? Yes, uh, oil, oil leases are, are, are a little problematic in a couple of senses. One, they tend to, tend to be subject to unrelated business income tax. Uh, which is a tax that is paid on gains that, uh, in running certain businesses and any debt finance operations. Secondly, many of them are, are put together as general partnerships, and most custodians will not uh, invest in a general partnership because you share liability uh, as well as having to participate actively as a manager, and an IRA can't do that. But from a legal standpoint, there's nothing to prevent a, uh, an IRA to invest in those kinds of deals. Not a prohibited transaction, and it's not on a list of um, assets you can't invest in. We don't see a lot of those, though, for the reasons I just described. But as far as uh, raw land or unimproved property, timberland, uh, farmland, yes, we see a lot of that. In fact, we're seeing a lot of people now buying either partially improved or unimproved uh, land at, at really, really low discounts. You know, fractions of a, a dollar because. Whoever had it before is in trouble with their mortgage or whatever, or just you know, got foreclosed on, taken back by the bank, and the bank is just getting it off its books at a very, very low um, cost, um, usually well below market. So people with the cash in their IRA are buying it looking for the long term. Speaking of that, how about foreclosures and buying homes that are in foreclosure? Yeah, it's a huge purposes? market right now. It's very hot. People are buying a lot of REOs. Um, from banks. That, that's the number one thing we're seeing in our company right now. In fact, purchases are on a scale of 10 to 1. Um, you know, just uh, either sharing the load with other investors through an LLC, for example, or a limited liability company structure where a bunch of people get together, uh, say, look, we, we, we have some players here that know the real estate business in our particular area. Uh, we'll buy these properties at below market, uh, maybe fix them up and resell them quickly or maybe just hold on to them for, for some period until the market comes back. And again, with retirement account money, you know, it's sitting there and it's a matter of allocation, not a matter of, you know, buying groceries or buying furniture next week with the money. You're not, you're not spending it for consumption. You're, you're, you're investing it. And so if you're not satisfied with where the money is placed, you know, moving into assets that are really depressed now but are tangible, like the real estate of in many parts of the country, that has the potential to recover is a very smart move. Do you think that that will recover? I mean, is this a good place to be putting money in places that well, are overbuilt and have lots of foreclosures? Of, yeah. I can't give that kind of advice, but I would, uh, you know, if you wanted my personal opinion as, as not advice, I think you know, you're seeing deals now in real estate that you're not going to see again for, you know, 15 years uh, or maybe ever. Um, you're, you're back to 93 prices in many cases. And these prices are not real market prices because you're buying it. When you're buying these REOs, you're you're buying it at below market. Um, you 
you're buying it at a deep discount because the banks need to get rid of these risky assets. Otherwise, they're going to have to increase their capital requirements and further reduce their lending. So they, these banks have to get this off their books at some point. I mean, many of them have been holding on to it with the hopes that the market would recover and they'd lose less. But if ultimately, if it doesn't you know, rebound quickly, they're going to have to shed it or keep discount. Yeah. Okay, another area uh, that I hear a lot about is, is green investing, is uh, yes. solar uh, panels and, and biofuels and things like that. How can you do that in your IRA? Well, uh, you can buy any kind of uh, private equity, uh, including even companies that you actually work in yourself. And we're financing currently some solar power companies. We're financing a very, I don't want to use the names of these companies, but we're financing a very well-known uh, electric car company made a major purchase of private equity in one of those. Um, we're seeing uh, all kinds of green uh, investments. And we're also seeing an, a, a lot of high-tech things going on right now because, you know, as we all know, along with real estate and the stock market, venture capital has been pretty, uh, pretty much on the sidelines, and so IRAs are stepping in to help fund some very interesting things, uh, one of which is high-speed genome there? Yeah, we're actually going to take a break, Tom. Uh, we'll get back into uh, these things a little bit afterwards. I'm speaking with uh, Tom Anderson, who is the vice chairman and founder of Pensco Trust, uh, who helps people invest in alternative ways in their IRAs and retirement accounts. We'll be back after this. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free. 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. to grow your business? Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show with your coach, Rick Corrado. This entertaining talk radio program will bring you the tools to help increase your business. You'll learn sales success, time management, lead generation, business development, life balance, and much more. Rick Corrado is here to help you take your business to the next level. Listen for the Independent Business Owners Show, heard live every Monday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Join Patricia Raskin, the host of Positive Living on VoiceAmerica.com, Monday, 11 Pacific. This program brings you practical and inspiring principles for living a more authentic, engaging, and passionate life. Patricia's guests will give you a formula for connecting, giving, forgiving, and miraculous living. So tune in and call to Positive Living, Mondays at 11 Pacific time, right here on VoiceAmerica.com. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in 
purchasing both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who is vice chairman and founder of Pensco Trust, uh, which helps people invest uh, in alternative assets in their IRAs. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you very much, Jordan. We were talking a little bit about green investing, and what are some of the other ways that people can go can do alternative energy investments inside their IRAs? Well, there's just, uh, again, there's just an unlimited number of ways. I mean, if, if there's an existing company that needs additional financing that's in the green uh, arena, uh, they can you know, purchase uh, stock in that company, or they can extend a loan to that company. It could be a, a straight debt. Uh, investment or it could be a convertible bond or whatever. So any existing company can be assisted. Uh, and these are generally private companies uh, that would be considered uh, in the alternative asset class, those smaller companies that haven't gone public yet. Uh, so they can help sustain these companies as they grow and they're in the second or third uh, you know, round of financing. Or if they're fortunate, they can get into the ground floor as a founder of one of these new green companies. Uh, and you know we've we've been uh, on behalf of our clients on, on the ground floor on a, on a lot of investments and seen people make an awful lot of money because when you buy founder stock you're getting it at a thousandth of a dollar generally and, and therefore when you, you know, your stock goes to a dollar you get a thousand percent return so yeah. there's a lot of potential there but there's also a lot of risk it's probably the riskiest um, type of investment because. The odds are against any new company uh, in, in succeeding to its fifth year, uh, and then once it gets to its fifth year, generally companies have a very high probability of success. But getting to that fifth year is like a one in seven shot. On the other hand, it could be Apple, it could be Google, and it could be the rest of your life and uh, retirement if you hit it right. So uh, we've been fortunate because of our proximity to Silicon Valley to. Uh, assisting a lot of clients and making those incredible home runs. If you do lose your money, you can't write it off, though. It's not a loss you can use against other income. Yeah, you can write it off, but only to the extent that the losses exceed the amount of contributions that you made, not the amount of earnings, but the amount of contributions that you made. So, um, you know, if you've uh, and that's generally, you know, contributions listed are, are limited to five thousand dollars a year or six thousand if you're over fifty. So, usually, people's IRAs are not created uh, or grown predominantly by just the contributions. It's usually uh, a rollover from a pension plan or whatever. And losses against those, um, you know, wouldn't um, wouldn't be significant in terms of getting a recovery. Have that much that you, um, you know, had deductible uh, investments. I'm yeah. sorry, non-deductible. Uh, you know, monies put into. All right. Another area I want to talk about is cash flows, or what's often called factoring. This is where a business 
uh, needs money to pay its bills and they're willing to sell their receivables at a discount. Uh, can you uh, kind of do receivables and factoring inside an IRA? Yes, absolutely. I mean, again, if you go back to the list of things that you can't do, a, a factoring would be something that's not on the list, and therefore, by definition, you can do it. I mean, who would have thought, and just going back to that earlier example, that you could buy fishing rights. I mean, it, it's just, it's, it's, a, it's way out there because it's all, all it is is a piece of paper. You don't have actually anything tangible. You just have the ability to lease something to somebody else. So, yes, you can do factoring, and we've done that successfully for many clients in various industries, whether it be medical or equipment uh, factoring, it um, be invoice factoring, um, you know, people looking for cash flow and they, they don't want to wait for the, their bills to be paid and they'll sell it, um, you know, sell the, uh, the, the amount of debt at a fraction, or not a fraction, but at a discount. And, and whoever buys it, you know, is willing to wait that period of time and to collect and get a margin on it. Okay. Uh, another area is currency and uh, trading foreign currencies, which is very hot these days. The euro has been plunging, the dollar has been soaring, lots of activity in the currency area. Is that something that makes sense to do inside an IRA? Well, uh, whether or not it makes sense, I can't really advise again, but uh, it is something that you can do. We that, That's a very specialized area, and it's conducted through uh, brokers that specialize in that. And if we were to do that for a client, we would essentially at their direction, open a, uh, an account at a currency broker-dealer, and they would transact directly with that broker-dealer, and we would track the results of their portfolio uh, and incorporate those into our overall IRA reporting. Uh, but we wouldn't actually engage in it directly. We, we're not a broker in that, in that market. But it's certainly something to consider, particularly if you have the time to be able to monitor it and stay you know, ahead of the game or you have a specialty and knowledge in that area. Another area I hear people talking about is offshore real estate. That could be a vacation home in Costa Rica or you know, all kinds of things around the world. Uh, are there advantages in holding offshore real estate inside an IRA? Well, again, the advantages come from whether or not it's a good investment and whether or not it helps diversify your portfolio. Certainly, Stepping outside of the United States generally um, increases the possibility that the uh, result of your investment will have no uh, direct relationship to what happens to your U.S.-based investments because whatever country you're investing in is not tied directly to us. But, you know, one thing you mentioned there, and I want to be very clear here, is that, uh, yes, you can buy a vacation home in Costa Rica or wherever with your retirement account, but you cannot use it personally, even if for a weekend, uh, that would be a violation or a prohibited transaction. What you could do is you could buy it, you know, let's say you're 40 years old, you could buy it and rent it out until you get to 59 and a half, and then, uh, you know, distribute it to yourself, and if it was purchased with a Roth IRA, when it was distributed at that time, since you waited the minimum of five years and the age 59 and a half to withdraw from your Roth IRA, wouldn't be any tax consequence. You could just literally just take it out, and the new basis would be its current market value at that time. But there wouldn't be any tax, and you could just you know occupy it at that point and retire to it. If you do that with a traditional IRA, you would be eliminating the 10% penalty of an early distribution, but you'd still have to pay tax at its fair market value at age 59 and a half if you were to move into it, which could be substantial if you've held it for you know 19 and a half years 
having purchased it at age 40, it probably would have appreciated dramatically. Uh, the other thing you can do there is you can mitigate that, that large hit uh, in taxes in one year is you could take a portion of the value of that house and fractionalize the deed and issue yourself, you know, 10% of it for 10 years um, and then spread that tax impact over 10 years. And after the, the last piece or the, the last tenth was distributed to you personally, then you could move into it without tax consequences. A lot of the things we've been talking about here are illiquid assets, uh, real estate, private partnerships, and factoring and so on. How do you value an illiquid asset uh, when you get out your, give your statements out to clients on what they have in their IRAs? Well, that's a very good question, and one that's being debated uh, amongst a variety of parties, whether it be FASB, the Department of Labor, the IRS, the SEC, uh, custodians like us. And, in fact, last August I was back with the IRS uh, discussing a white paper that my industry put together indicating how we thought alternative assets should be valued and why, and that's still being um, considered by the IRS. Uh, however, there's a lot of competing forces over this. Obviously, the regulators are very concerned uh, about not only valuations but transparency uh, post-Madoff. Um, and um, although there's those kind of things like Madoffs or exceptions, they're, they're pretty, pretty significant exceptions. Um, despite the fact that, you know, similar things happen in the public market like Exxon. I mean, uh, not Exxon, but, uh, yeah, Exxon. <laughs> um, so, uh, you know, there's concern by the regulators that, 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 you know, custodians take on the responsibility of actually verifying uh, valuations. But essentially the way the process works across most custodians now is that we demand that um, the, our client obtain a third-party qualified appraisal of the asset in any year where they're taking a distribution or a taxable uh, distribution out of their account. And that's because the IRS is looking for, uh, you know, the, the true value of that asset so that they get the true value of the tax that they're due. And that, they've made that very clear to us, and so as custodians and quasi under the regulation of the uh, IRS were very much compliant with that. So we will we will start to uh, solicit our clients near the uh, end of each fiscal year requesting these, these appraisals, and we track them until we get satisfaction. So we have a closed-loop process, and if they don't, um, they don't respond, ultimately we will distribute their account at the last known value, and that would be subject to a 1099. So we generally get good... Uh, good compliance. Um, but, you know, let's just take real estate, for example. It's pretty straightforward. You just go to a real estate appraisal or appraiser, and they issue an appraiser, appraisal on that property based on, you know, comp values, et cetera. And that gets submitted to us, and if we find that to be truly objective, not your cousin or something like that, uh, that will be the value that we will carry. Um, in terms of private stock, that's more of an art than a science. Um, because if you're like in the second year of a startup, it's very, very unclear as to how you could scientifically establish a value for a stock that isn't trading um, you know, based on its future potential. Maybe the company doesn't even have any earnings at this point, but, you know, it might have a speculative value. But we'll take whatever we can get from the asset sponsor um, because they're in the best position to understand that. Now, if they happen to be going out, 
trying to raise money and obtain a reasonable valuation from a qualified accounting firm, then obviously that's very helpful. Okay, good. Okay, we're going to take a break. Uh, this is Jordan Goodman of The Money Answer Show. My guest this hour is uh, um, Tom Anderson. Tom, <laughs> Tom Anderson of uh, Pensco Trust. Uh, talking about all kinds of ways to invest your IRAs in various kinds of alternatives. We'll be back after this. It's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now, toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Jordan Goodman has created the Money Answers Network to put at his listeners' fingertips the very best personal finance products and services that he has found in his 30 years of research. If you have a money question, Jordan Goodman has a money answer. To find out more, go to www.moneyanswers.com. The Money Answers Network features top products and services in virtually every area of personal finance, car buying, and leasing, college financing, credit debt, financial planning, investing, insurance, legal services, mortgages, retirement planning, wills, and more. Only businesses that have demonstrated excellence in both their products and services are invited to become members of the Money Answers Network. The public can sign up for membership in the Money Answers Network at no charge in order to be apprised of the latest useful resources. To learn more, visit www.moneyanswers.com. Get ahead with Money Answers. When you were young, did you feel free to daydream? Were you full of questions such as why, how, and what if? Did you allow yourself to be carefree, to dance and sing? Did you create just for fun? Want to feel that way again? Reclaim your natural curiosity and creativity with Dr. Carol Stalkup on Stargazing Stories, sparking your creativity. Revitalize your life, work, and relationships. Be more playful, be bold, imagine, explore, and live more creatively every day. Tune in Wednesdays at 11 a.m. in the East, 8 a.m. in the West on 7th Wave Network. Are you ready to talk football with the greatest wide receiver player and coach in NFL history? Tune in to Wide Open with Andre Rison. Andre is ready to talk to you and give his thoughts on the sport. There will be celebrity guests, coaches, players, artists, and more. He'll go beyond the game with a look from the coach's point of view and feature a high school player each week. Tune in to Wide Open with host Andre Rison. Featured Thursdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You've been listening to The Money Answer Show with Jordan Goodman. If you have a question for Jordan or his guest, please call us now at 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Now back to Jordan. Welcome back to The Money Answer Show. This is Jordan Goodman, your host. My guest this hour is Tom Anderson, who's vice chairman and founder of Pensco Trust. Welcome back to the show, Tom. Thank you. Tell people a little bit how they can learn more about this whole world of alternative investments inside IRAs. Well, I, first of all, I'd lead them to our website at PenscoTrust.com. It's www.PenscoTrust.com. And uh, also our uh, blog, which is SelfDirectedIRA.com. But moreover, we do uh, uh, 
offer a number of educational opportunities for people around the country. And, and the most uh, recent coming up here is in, on June 11th, uh, sorry, June 10th and 11th in Boston. And by the way, you can find the link to this to sign up on our website. Um, we're holding a two-day symposium uh, for investors and uh, their advisors, uh, talking about not only you know what what opportunities exist, but we're also going to be introducing some asset sponsors that have some very interesting products to offer, as well as investment advisors who are there to um, help diversify their clients' portfolios into alternative assets. So. If you're an investor with an advisor, you know, sign both of you up and attend with your advisor or vice versa. If you're an advisor with some clients and they're uh, pestering you to get into alternative assets, uh, by all means, sign up for this two-day uh, event. So, again, the website for that is Pensco, P-E-N-S-C-O, trust.com, and you click on the symposium and they'll tell you more about the upcoming Absolutely. event yeah, in Boston. the agenda there and the speakers. So we have uh, somebody named Mitch Anthony. I know you know, uh, yes. Gordon. As our keynote, and he's uh, very well known, and he has a concept called uh, life planning as opposed to retirement planning, and he talks about the various cycles that people go through in their lives and how each one has to be planned separately. Good. So, very fascinating. We want to talk a little bit about private equity. We, we talked about it a little bit more, but there was something else you wanted to add about ways that private equity can be put inside IRAs and the, the benefit of that to the economy. Well, you know, I think the fact is that with the, all of the markets, uh, you know, the funding markets being dry right now, whether it be uh, bank traditional lending or the venture capital uh, arena or even non-traditional lending to some extent because of uh, the crunch on cash, um, people are turning, if they've got a bright idea, they're turning to, you know, alternative mechanisms, including IRAs, to help fund their, their uh their dreams, and uh, we had a couple interesting ones come by recently. One of which is uh, somebody that's got a, an opportunity with uh, Walt Disney to create um, a wave machine that's going to be used for movies. In other words, to simulate the kind of things you see in the Titanic. So they've got some super duper new fluid engineering concept to create a wave machine, and they're funding that through IRAs. Uh, we have somebody else who is uh, funding a four by four inch. Um, desktop computer to be worn on a soldier's sleeve that allows them to, you know, um, by the minute, by the second, stay in touch with the command headquarters as well as all their fellow soldiers. So it's a modern-day tool that I expect to be worn by almost every soldier. So they're moving a desktop down to a small, you know, less than cigarette size kind of machine to be worn on your sleeve as opposed to be carried around on your back. So we, we, you know, we're always proud of being in, involved in these state-of-the-art, um, you know, ground floor opportunities in the creation of new businesses in the United States. I mean, 87% of new businesses are funded by private equity, not by banks or the SBA. They're funded by friends and family, and friends and family can use their IRAs to do, do that. And uh, it's, it's always an interesting day at Pennsylvania because you never know what's going to be coming up as a new uh, idea, a new concept uh, you know, being created in the United States. Great. I just want to go briefly to Washington and what the outlook is there. What are some of the main concerns and issues now of Washington and how they're looking at investing in alternative uh, investments inside IRAs and 401ks? Well, it's a very timely question, uh, Jordan. I'm going to be uh, later this week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, in Washington at our industry association, and we're actually invited over some people out of Congress, including the head of the subcommittee in 
Congress that deals with retirement accounts. And we will be talking with her about what the government's plans are for retirement accounts because they've been really vacillating all over the lot. From one, in one respect, they were going to increase people's ability to, um, and they did actually in one case, but increase people's ability to uh, fund their retirement accounts. And we all know they have this unique opportunity, this one-year opportunity to convert to a Roth IRA regardless of income that everybody ought to consider. Uh, but beyond that, um, you know, they, they've, they've gone a 180 in some cases to say, oh, we ought to eliminate IRAs because people are not responsible or they don't understand them or they don't get good advice and um, they're going to lose all their money and not have any at retirement uh, and, and sort of come up with uh, Social Security number two by saying, well, we'll let you deduct all this money out of your uh, paycheck and we'll take it. Uh, and we'll take care of it for you and give you an annuity so that you'll always have some money at the end. And, uh, of course, if you don't, they don't, the government somehow misuses that money or uses it for the, the, the annual budget, uh, and then you don't have the money there for you when you retire, they'll just tax you so they can pay you, so they'll tax the future workers. So this is something I guess the industry is against, that idea. Uh, the industry is against it. I think most Americans, uh, when it gets down to push to comes to shove, if this ever takes gets any traction in the government, uh, will will be marching on Washington like you won't believe. I mean, this is basically saying we're going to take away your retirement account, and I, I don't think that's going to be well received, especially after all of the uh, TARP and the you know the deficit spending already that's impeding people's futures. So, in general, are, are Americans saving enough for retirement these days, or is there going to be a big funding no? Gap? They're not. And that—that's one thing. One of the things that needs to be addressed, and I think, you know, fundamentally, it's through education and through encouragement uh, in businesses to get their employees to participate in these 401k defined contribution plans. Uh, many companies offer a matching, uh, you know, process where they'll match 50% or even 100% of your contribution up to a certain limit, and that's free money. And anybody that's in a company that has that kind of a feature should take advantage of it. We need to spread the word more on that. We need to reach younger people. I, if I for example, or start, I'm starting to speak at universities and entrepreneurial programs talking about retirement issues and how you know that people ought to start Roth IRAs, etc. These, these Roth IRAs are still relatively new. Uh, this came out in 1998, and they're still you know not fully understood by people what the what the potential for them is. Uh, we have one guy who started a company less than $2,000, and he now has hundreds of millions of dollars in a Roth IRA because he started a very successful company. So, And that's all without tax. So he'll never pay tax as long as he waits until 59 and a half to take it out. So people need to hear about these stories. They need to know about the opportunities and start saving more because the average person at age 50 has got something like $30,000 put away for retirement, and obviously that's not going to work. Um, averages are always, you know... Um, little bit of a distortion, but nevertheless, there's an awful lot of people that need to generate their own retirement savings rather than rely on the government. Very good. All right, well, it's been fascinating. My guest this hour during the Money Answer Show has been Tom Anderson. He is the president or the, the vice chairman and founder of Pensco Trust. Again, to find out more about the upcoming conference he's got coming up in Boston, his website is pensco-trust, P-E-N-S-C-O trust.com. Uh, click on Symposium. He's got lots more information on investing in alternatives inside IRAs. Thanks so much for being on the show, Tom. 
Thank you, Jordan, and have a good trip to Paris. All righty. Thank you so much. And we'll be back again with another edition of the Money Answer Show next week. Goodbye for now. Thank you for joining Jordan Goodman and the Money Answer Show. If you have a question for Jordan, please visit his website at www.moneyanswers.com. And be sure to tune in every Monday at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time right here on Voice America Business. See you next week.